Warning to any listeners, this episode will include descriptions that some people may find distressing. On Saturday, 20th of January, 2018, paramedics were called to a bungalow in Brown Hills, a small town in the West Midlands near Walsall. There they found eight-year-old Miley Billingham, unconscious with deep stab wounds to her body. Her dad, William Billingham, who was lying on top of her, was also bleeding, having suffered knife wounds to his stomach and leg. While paramedics fought to save Miley, Billingham ignored police requests for information. But it was becoming increasingly clear that Billingham had turned the knife on himself just moments after brutally attacking his daughter. This is the unbelievable story of how a dad mercilessly murdered his eight-year-old daughter in an act of revenge against the mother of his child after they split and she entered into a relationship with another woman. Welcome to episode three of Unbelievable, a true crime podcast where each week I'll be taking you through the stories of some of the most disturbing crimes committed in the UK. They are often horrific, sometimes baffling, but always unbelievable. To explain each case, I'll be using reports from the police, the media, the trials, and statements from family, friends, and those involved. It's important to note here that these stories are 100% true. William Billingham, known as Bill to his friends, was a 55-year-old jobless ex-factory worker. He had six children with three women and his brother Mark Billingham was the star of Channel 4's SAS Who Dares Wins. Skinny with short, dull brown and grey hair, deep-set bluish-grey eyes, a large nose and high, prominent cheekbones, Billingham had a history of being violent against women, especially towards the ends of relationships. But he described himself as a brilliant dad, a description verified by neighbours who said he appeared to the outside world as a doting father. He had moved to the Brown Hills area three months before the horrific incident, and an elderly woman who lived next door said locals had described him as a nice, quiet guy when he arrived. The grandmother said he had been the perfect neighbour, being a polite and quietly spoken man. He had renovated the home and had invited her in on a couple of occasions. She described the inside of his house as being decorated really lovely, and told reporters of the local newspaper Birmingham Live that he had a picture up of each one of his children. From all accounts, it appeared he was a loving father who thought the world of his children. It was even pointed out that although he was a smoker, he went outside to smoke as not to expose Miley to the fumes, as she would stay with him most weekends. Those who knew Miley described her as a lovely, sweet little girl, like an angel, and said Billingham would always talk about how proud he was of her. It was known that his relationship with Miley's mother, Tracy Tawndry, had recently broken down, and that he had also lost his job. But apart from seeming a bit down, he did not appear to be a man on the edge, 
The neighbour added that she knew he liked to drink, but never seen him drunk, and that he acted like a responsible father. That day, father and daughter were captured on the CCTV camera of a local shop laughing and joking. Billingham had even posted pictures of Miley on his Facebook, less than an hour before the attack. In the image, Miley smiles up at her dad from where she sat on her bed with a plate of pizza in front of her. The caption read, Pizza in bed, love Moo. Moo was the name her dad affectionately called her. What would then possess him to viciously slaughter his little girl moments later will unlikely ever be known. But when Tracy, Miley's mum, came to pick her up that evening, something had changed. What is clear is that in the run-up to the attack, he'd become increasingly angry about Tracy's relationship with her new partner, Lindsay. Messages sent back and forth between him and Tracy revealed how he'd been referring to Lindsay in increasingly crude terms. In one of the messages, he said, I wouldn't fuck it, but I wouldn't fight it either. He also sent Tracy photographs of himself wearing her bra and knickers with the caption, Your new knickers, which I've broken in for you and Lindsay. You might want to wash them. But whatever had been going on between the parents, Tracy never thought her ex would take his anger out on their beloved daughter. So, that evening, Tracy went to Billingham's house to collect Miley. When Miley went to get her bag from inside, she said she heard the tink of a knife as he produced it and held it to her neck. He said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to slice your neck off, you dirty lesbian. It was then that he dragged Miley back from the door as she screamed, Mummy, Mummy. Left helpless outside, Tracy could hear a little girl beg Billingham not to hurt her. She said she heard her say, No, Daddy, stop it. Frantically, Tracy called 999, and as operators tried to take down details, she screamed, He's got my baby. A transcript of the harrowing call was later released, in which Tracy told the police operators, Please hurry up. He has dragged my baby inside the house. He's got my baby inside. He's making her scream. He has got a big knife and he's going to stab her. He's got a knife in his hand. He has got my baby and he has a knife. The mum told the operator Billingham had never done this before, but added, what if he has fucking stabbed her? I think he's had a drink. I'm in a relationship and I think this is what this is about. He has a fucking household of knives. I was talking to my little girl. He's got my baby. She was screaming, please, daddy, don't. Inside the house, Billingham dragged Miley to the kitchen where he had placed his hand over her mouth as she cried. As Miley tried to defend herself, he slashed at her and then stabbed her straight through her body. Billingham then stabbed himself in the stomach, neck and leg, giving himself superficial knife wounds. What police and ambulance crews arrived at the home to find was an extremely upsetting scene. Miley was lying badly injured under her father and paramedics worked for over 10 minutes to save her. Tracy was still outside, inconsolable as officers had to hold her back from entering the house. She was unaware at the time of how bad Miley was hurt. Miley was rushed to hospital, but all efforts to revive her failed. And at 11.30pm, on Saturday, January the 20th, Miley Billingham was pronounced dead. What we've seen today is maybe the last photo of uh, Miley Billingham alive. 
People from the local community laid flowers on the grass outside the crime scene. And Andy Nichols, head teacher of St James Primary School, paid tribute to Miley in a statement to the press. What can I say? We're all numb. We're all in shock. Everyone at the school is completely devastated. Miley was dearly loved by us all. Her smile lit up the room. In fact, it never left her face. She was a fun-loving, happy eight-year-old who had a whole life in front of her. She took a full part in school life, particularly enjoying singing and performing. She was just a lovely girl. Our hearts go out to a family at this difficult time. The local community was shaken by Miley's death and they attended the funeral in their droves. The service took place on Tuesday, April 24th, 2018, in her hometown of Brown Hills, in St. James's Church. Those who attended wore bright and colourful clothing in Miley's memory, while the carriage driver wore white coattails, and each of the horses sported a light blue feathered headdress. Mourners lined the road up to the cemetery, and stood silently while a white, horse-drawn carriage, arrived carrying Miley's small, ivory-coloured coffin. The top of the carriage was adorned with white floral wreaths. Devastated mum Tracy paid tribute to her daughter, who she called an angel, and thanked the locals for their support. After the incident, Billingham was treated at Birmingham's Queen Elizabeth Hospital, but soon recovered, at which point he was taken directly to the police station for questioning. Whilst at the scene, he had failed to respond to any of the officers' questions about what had happened to Miley, but later he claimed he could remember nothing of the attack. Billingham pleaded not guilty of murdering his daughter, but he claimed he was guilty of the lesser offence of manslaughter due to him suffering from depression. At his trial, he opted not to give evidence and said he had no memory of killing Miley. Prosecutor Kareem Khalil QC described the killing to jurors as swift, deliberate and clinical. It was not some manic and focused assault, he said. According to the Crown's case, the killing was no accident. When one of the police officers who had attended the bungalow that day took to the stand to give evidence, she wept in the witness box. She described finding Miley lying in a pool of her own blood, still in her pyjamas, with her father lying on top of her. Those at court heard how Billingham had stabbed himself twice in the liver and tried to cut his own throat. And midway through the trial, on September 21st, he attempted to take his own life while in his cell and had to be rushed to hospital again. Following Miley's death, when police officers questioned him, he had told them that he had never meant to cause Miley any harm and he'd wanted to protect her from the internet so she could remain a child. Billingham was assessed by a forensic psychiatrist, Dr. Philip Joseph, who gave evidence at the trial. Dr. Joseph said he found the defendant to be controlling and prone to violence. He was convicted of causing actual bodily harm in 1990 after attacking his then-girlfriend. In 2007, he had been cautioned by police after Miley's mother, Tracy, alleged he'd slapped her in the face. Accounts of his behaviour from two former partners also paint a picture of an unpredictably violent and callous man. One of the women, called Mandy Reese, 
claimed she'd returned home to find Billingham hiding under her bed with a knife. He then dangled his legs off the balcony while holding their young son and said, Have you forgotten something? He is also alleged to have headbutted the ex-partner in the face and bothered her for two years after they broke up. Dr. Joseph told the court that Billingham had told him he had not been sleeping too well prior to the murder. He said he had poor finances and had been stressed about Christmas. But the psychiatrist said that Billingham showed none of the usual features of anxiety or depression, but noted that he had a particular difficulty in coping with the end of relationships and was likely to behave aggressively. The balcony incident, described by a former partner, was considered to be a pointer towards Billingham's apparent willingness to use children to get back at his exes. The doctor disagreed with the defence's notion. He said, people can kill when they are not mentally unwell. It only took a jury of four men and eight women, 80 minutes to come to a verdict. As the guilty verdict was read aloud, Billingham reportedly showed no remorse, while relatives of Miley and her mother celebrated from the public gallery. Outside, Detective Inspector Jim Colclough addressed members of the press and said the defendant's actions were the most selfish act you can think of. It is the greatest breach of trust you can imagine, he said. Miley had every reason to believe that Billingham was the most trusted person in the world. When it came to um, discussing events that took place from Saturday morning onwards, um, he had no recollection. Um, he claimed that uh, um, he had no memory of those incidents and his earliest memory um, post that incident was when he woke up um, in his hospital bed. As, as an investigator of very serious incidents, um, this, in terms of um, the selfishness of the individual involved, um, this was a father. Miley was a, an eight-year-old girl. She had every reason to believe that Billing could, was the most trusted person in the world. You know, he was her daddy. So to carry out an act and, and actually take Miley's life, it, it, it's terrible. Referring to Tracy and Miley's siblings, the detective said they would never heal from the loss. Miley will always be missing, he said. Tracy will always be missing a daughter, and Miley's sisters will always be missing a sister. As Judge Paul Farrah QC sentenced Billingham, he read aloud to the packed courtroom the awful details of what happened to Miley that day. Miley was crying and shouting at you to stop. You dragged her back. You put your hand over her mouth, he said. You then took her into the kitchen where you attacked her. She suffered two defensive injuries to her hands. You plunged the blade into her chest. Having stabbed your daughter, you turned the knife on yourself. This was an offence driven by jealousy and anger. You deployed a deadly weapon. Prior to attacking Miley, you threatened to kill Miss Tawndry. Your actions have had a devastating impact. Your culpability is at a very high level. I accept you loved Miley and your decision to harm her arose spontaneously. I accept you realise the enormity of what you've done. But this was the brutal killing of a defenceless child who had her whole life in front of her. Billingham was handed a sentence of life in prison with a minimum of 27 years behind bars. And as he was led down from the stand to the jail cells beneath the court, someone sat in the public gallery shouted, Scum. During the hearing, 
A statement had been read out on behalf of Miley's mum, Tracy. She said on January the 20th, 2018, my life and that of my children fell apart. I was helpless outside and able to hold a hand to comfort her. Since this incident, I've struggled to sleep and suffered from nightmares. I realised my smiley Miley. My baby has gone. She loved to dance and sing. There'll be no more dance shows. Both of the girls have had to have counselling. None of us will get over this. Miley, you were perfect. I trusted him with my most perfect girl. He took your life with the same hands he used to pick you up. Given the brutal nature of the killing and the profound effect it had on the public, a number of spokespeople from different charities and organisations spoke out in order to raise awareness about violence against children. The NSPCC, National Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children, said, It is difficult to comprehend how a father could brutally and senselessly murder the eight-year-old daughter he was responsible for keeping safe from harm. Miley's family will be suffering unimaginable pain, but we hope today's sentencing will help them as they try to come to terms with what happened. There are some crimes, aren't there, we all kind of take a big deep breath back and, and actually the police service used to deal with quite a lot actually those are the sorts of jobs that make us rock back as well and uh, you know I am humbled by the amazing work that the staff did around that particular case. It is a, a very very tragic case. In the months following his conviction the gravity of what he had done seemed lost on Billingham. He spent most of his time on the inside trying to convince family and friends he had no memory of the attack. In a number of letters he sent from prison, he described how he had suffered pain since murdering his daughter and even complained about spending his birthday behind bars. He claimed that pals at his local pub, The Shoulder of Mutton, had passed around the phone so he could chat to them after they set up a memorial for Miley. In one note he writes that when he wakes up, he thinks to himself, what the hell am I doing here? It is reported his brother Mark continues to put bets on the horse races at the request of his murderous brother. Thank you for listening to another episode of Unbelievable. Please take a second to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, share with your friends, and follow us on social media. The links are in the description. I'm your host, Bronwyn Weatherby, and please join us next week when we'll have another unbelievable story to tell you. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.